0: and welcome back to blacker couch reviews i'm your host christina we are back for a new season season three of southland this is episode one let it snow which was written by ann biederman and john wells directed by christopher chulock this was an okay episode i gave it an eight out of ten it looked like we were just reasserting all of our main characters we saw briefly a non-fan favorite but it was a pretty interesting case but a rather you know run-of-the-mill part of the investigation with a shootout in between because why not let's talk about Lydia first because I know like Lydia Shy is adjusting to the many new partners that she gets but I believe and i'm not even going to be spoilerish with this we get her current partner for a while so you're not going to see her and then in three more episodes like i feel like i should give you that (laughs) for how much you've had to go through so josie is going to be around she is someone who she speaks to russ about that is completely opposite of her (laughs) Or should I say just does things a little differently than she does. They both are two women who like to be in charge. And she makes, she very casually rough roads over. (laughs) Is that the right word? Runs over. Runs roughshed over that. Maybe that's the same over Lydia and her desires of where to go to lunch driving the car russ is looking at her like um you never let me pick where to go to lunch then she's like what really yeah well that's because you would have had us in some taco bell shit Uh uh-huh honey he is working with the police chief and gets some perks like going to the oscars or academy awards one or the other uh, because of it however you could tell he is he's is still interested in the hardcore detective stuff because when she gets a call he's immediately like oh what's it about tell me more he wants to be involved but unfortunately he has to walk away because he's no longer a part of that part of her life despite their continued close friendship he also mentions that he is pending a a benefits payout for his medical it would seem she then gets to the crime scene well soon to be crime scene a parent or a child is calling in her parent being missing her mother she has been insistently calling her place of work because she never came home from said place (laughs) Uh, this is the call that John and Ben get. Is it John and Ben? Yes, John and Ben. I don't know why I forgot his name for half a second. And you can see that uh, Ben is passionate about this because John, of course, is dodging questions about the fact that he has a lot of back pain and there is a juxtaposition between the two where you see Ben running up and down the steps whereas John is putting on a back brace and abusing painkillers at this point now we can officially say uh then we have him being like well this is the last place that she was spotted you don't think you should have called the police and to be kind of fair to the guy because he really was making it very clear that this was not his problem not his concern it is a lot to track down like if you think someone punched out you think someone punched out but then then at that point before i was aware they realized that she didn't punch out which maybe that was to indicate that she quit but then I don't know a more concerned person because they ask them are you hiding something like you know the illegal status of the people that work for you then he goes i don't hire the people the agency does which means yes that they're illegal immigrants and yes you're more than aware and yes that's why you treat them like shit
1: you're fucking a white male you're a white man
0: she called this man 20 times and didn't think once to say hey let it let me be concerned for an individual they go to her locker her purse is here is there john's like yeah woman does not leave her purse behind and he calls the detectives in that's where lydia and josie come to into the picture they get a dog to sniff out her scent as they go through her things they both discuss the fact that this is a woman that's missing that she did say if it was a muslim it would be a lot more of a of a story and i'm thinking would it I am not from LA, so maybe there is a certain hierarchy that they are in that particular community. But shit, brown is brown around here. <laughs> Takes a lot uh, to get more attention, and that's not being brown. But. They also know that her status as an illegal immigrant also causes issues about people going to the correct authorities. They end up finding her tucked into a a shaft, I don't know what to call that, up in the ceiling. She is duct taped, she's been assaulted, uh, very badly beaten actually and that's very sad for them to have to tell the daughter that's something her and Josie differ on because she says you know I'll promise to find your your mother and she said you shouldn't make those promises because now you did find the mother sure but now you got to tell her oh by the way she's dead and of course Lydia has been giving her the side eye all episode every time she does anything which I love (laughs) just seeing Lydia's facial expressions it's like the the the, uh, cop version of the office (laughs) especially when she told her I know I know there's nothing we can do but be right here I like the way they shot just the interrogation through the black and white screen until they got to their particular suspect that they wanted us to focus on they are of course questioning all of the employees and one guy in particular is sus from the get-go because he comes in with a baseball cap like he don't want anybody to recognize his face as soon as he takes the cap off you see the scratches all over him they're like where'd you get that oh my dog you know then they get him up get him to take his shirt off because if you ain't got nothing to hide it's like oh that's a rough dog you're free to go now clearly with intent to get a dna order to get your dna (laughs) they then show up to his house and she's in love with the car outside she's just a whole different type of person than lydia is and (laughs) she also likes to talk to her kids on the phone in the car which also bothers lydia and she's like uh i don't really want tacos for lunch i'm feeling solid but those tacos are bomb ass
1: though
0: his short-tempered girlfriend who knows she gets backhanded into a wall as well is the first one to defend his bitch ass as they go into the home and take his dna sample they're like oh well um doesn't seem like you got a dog unfortunately there's not much they can do until the dna sample comes back so they decide to go fishing because they can't get a rush on it they go to the house and i like this part of lydia that despite how much she bangs head, heads, with the person that she's working with, if she does, she is open-minded to listening to reason, right? So she wants to go fishing. She's like, okay, let's see what we do. We'll see what bites. So they decide to say that they've already arrested the person responsible and that they owe him an apology. And the girlfriend's like i told you he didn't do it and we just say we were sorry josie acts like she wants to go look at the car and she was so geeked for it before he has no problem with this and lydia comes in asking for some water that she never even took a sip of which is something that always bothers me in television shows when they go ask for the clear diversion because now of course they're gonna put that shit together maybe you would have had more time if you did not clearly give away the fact that you (laughs) was getting some information that you needed because the first thing he gonna ask is what she say did she see the bags oh she knows that we are bailing out of the country now we need to run before they can get the evidence that they need because clearly if they had it then they would arrested my ass and then they run and then Hosey's like well i don't give a fuck that it's still spinning and we ain't got a match yet i'm not letting his ass get on that plane and she recklessly drives and runs him off the road lydia gives chase and she's like are you fucking crazy don't you ever do that shit again she's like what what i do wrong <laughs> luckily at that moment she gets a call and it's a match and now they don't look like they have done a false arrest even though everybody named mama knew that he did it and that's their case for this week the other detectives are nate and sammy investigating a double homicide of two guys in a underpass they find out from a homeless guy that. There was a dark van there they saw two guys getting dropped out and he knew that by all the sirens something must have popped off <laughs> before they get this bit of information that the guy transported the dead bodies in one of their vehicles he uh, or they are shaking down two little young thugs while also discussing sammy coming over to his i mean he always seems to be having a party of some kind (laughs) at nate's house he says to bring tammy despite the fact that they're both still beefing or he's still angry at her anyway we saw uh cheeky at the crime scene i like the fact that they rotated the officers and detectives which is something we didn't see a lot in the first two seasons and they're just utilized just effectively enough even though they're not primarily the topic of the conversation of the episode like cheeky was like we saw her she talked to ben they're recurring type of characters they don't always need to be center stage we have our focal characters at this point so that's who we are following uh but They then go to talk to Reyes. Well, first they go to notify one of the parents who uh, knows that Luis Reyes had murdered his child and that of his friend whose parents just stay down the street. They go to a shop and there's about 15 essays around. ready to murder them and i'm with nate i'd rather be alive than dead heroes because they don't look stable and we are fucking outnumbered and no one even like did we even call this shit in we just rolled up to ask questions and they are gathering close and that's something that you have to be concerned about as an officer you know being possibly outnumbered we saw that a little bit in yeah we did see it in an episode where cheeky and that other guy was out and then everyone is is crowded on you you're in this the safety is in numbers um so they do also need those plain clothes officers to show up for backup because they can find themselves very quickly in a dangerous situation so they walk away and they find out that the two people that are dead raped luis reyes daughter which he told them and uh they actually got off for the charge and while i'm sure this is the drug dealer that was always a drug dealer gang member whatever the case may be in this particular moment he was a father and i don't blame him at all Their daughters uh or his daughter was taken and then ran a train on by 20 men and then dumped and left for dead nah you you can't breathe after that nobody nobody's gone like i'm not even gonna leave the crime scene bro (laughs) like the same thing why did he leave the blood in his why did he use his own car because he wanted everybody to know (laughs) that's not that's never going to to play and then they feel like they killed them easy because they could have tortured they ass seriously because i might be that inclined but i'm a uh, apparently very dark person (laughs) oh Mm -mm -mm. that would not be any jail time i would regret because you might as well just put me in out uh 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 but yeah they end up getting him fairly easily and without fuss and then he goes to see his very problematic wife Tammy who's smoking a cigarette and announces that she's pregnant because she is that fucking selfish. Lastly let's talk about Ben and John. Ben for the most part tries to keep inquiring about his back as if he's gonna ever talk to you about it, so continuing to ask the question over and over again is not going to elicit a different response. He's also still heavily intimidated by John. He's, he looks at, up to him. He sees him as a mentor and as a partner. And you have to put your trust in your partner. And thus he's in a, he's in a situation. I think if they he wasn't his mentor as well and he didn't respect the shit out of him, it would be easy for him because he definitely is a rising star but he sees like he knows his star is rising because of what john is and has taught him but john is in a lot of pain they go to the store this one lady is really arguing about three dollars over a refund exchange he's mad at both women and thus gives the woman the three dollars and is gonna stand there while she files fills out the form personally i would think that he's the type that would be (laughs) totally angry at this but because these are not bougie people (laughs) and this looks like a pretty low-key type of store he's he's willing to resolve it even though ben's like yeah i'm gonna go sit out in the car he overhears him making calls to his his dealer not his dealer but his friend I forgot what her name is that provided him with the drugs before they then get to a shootout at a bank yeah they had the missing persons case then they went to a shootout in the bank and that was a pretty that was like all of a sudden everything is on zero or three at the most yeah because they pulled someone they pulled a lady over looking like the ugliest cougar i've ever seen i'm sorry she looked like she looked like she smelled like catfish i'm just saying i don't know how that possibly appealed but i think ben just wanted to stick his dick in something but i think that's also a ben trait that when he is feeling stressed or whatever he likes to stick his dick in problematic problematic women (laughs) um but she definitely was giving him the eyes and her thing like do you have to officer and he's like i didn't even really want to pull you over my partner wants to do it because he wanted me to just piss me off but then they go to the bank robbery that has gone horribly wrong an officer is down so they use their vests john decides to get him because he says look i'm stronger i can do this even though it cost him dearly to his back later on he even tried to tell him you should go home <laughs> uh but when it was needed he was able to perform and do his job despite it costing him uh fan unfortunately has to watch one of the men blow his head off and despite it being a huge boon to you know tax dollars prosecuting him it's not easy seeing that shit especially when you're you're not expecting it whatsoever he then as stated does not go out with the the folks he decides how the fuck did she find him at the state like was you just sitting there did you call in and ask when this officer uh ben get off of work you weirdo and he just gets in the car like this is i know that this is toxic and i know that this is in the gutter but that's where i feel right now whereas john goes to see his friend who tells him look i'm not giving you shit you need help because you were supposed to not abuse that medicine that should have lasted a while and if you cannot get refills then i'm gonna need you to seek some counseling and she walks away so i thought it was a really good setup episode and i'm looking forward to see now that we have gotten back on track of where everyone is at this point how the season unfolds i remember liking this season a lot so i can't tell you specifically why because i honestly don't remember but i remember liking it when it went to tnt like y'all took a step up you can tell a little bit that it's on cable because the violence has definitely gotten a little bit more gruesome i don't think they would have showed the dead person in the out. like they try to blur things out they only give you certain angles and uh they definitely are taking a little bit more risks we do, of course, have feedback for this episode, so let's jump on into the mailbag.
1: Hey, Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for Southland season three, season premiere. Um, I will say I'll start off by saying the one thing about this show that kind of <laughs> takes me a minute to get orientated is like I'm not understanding the time frame. Now, I understand what you were saying about um, season one and two, how they the show was supposed to been canceled. It was picked up or something along those lines. And then this season, it's on a different network than seasons one and two. But my thing is, it's like, and and I even said that in my previous feedback about it's just feeling off and like the glass, the finale for season two didn't feel like a finale. And you went in on about um, that in regards to, you know, wrapping up stuff and things of that nature. Um, But I guess, I mean, and this is just that show, this this is going to be that type of show where I'm like I'm not understanding where we're at in the story. It's like, is it four months later, three months later? Uh, did, it's kind of hard, but I didn't know where we where we were at the end of season two, to you know. So it's kind of it's like how much time has passed since this season two finale to understand where we're at in the story. It doesn't seem like that much time has passed because Sammy was talking about things still being, um, shaky with him and Tammy, um, but at the same time, it's, and then the whole thing with John and Ben and John's back problems, his continued back problems, um, last time we saw Chicky, she was the one that, um, took down that, um, that rapist, and then it's like, and then now we... Last season we had Lydia with one partner and now she has another partner and it's just like so what is the time frame that um that we're dealing with in regards to what happened between seasons two and three? Which I think I, I guess for me it's kind of important for me to know so I can know so I can understand more the development of the characters, um and where they are in their development. So it's it's just it's just something that I would like to know. Um, I know some may not care, but it helps me to orientate myself to what's happening and where we are in the story. So um, in this case, it was threw me off because again um, we were and I get and of course I know that things happen between each season, but it was just such a jarring uh, and maybe that it doesn't help that I just watched the season finale last week and now I'm watching the season premiere this week. Maybe that doesn't help either. Um, but Lydia has a new partner. She's trying to adjust to yet again another partner. She's yet again complaining to Russell about her new partner. Um, Russell's um, riding the bench now so he seems to be pro- further along in his recovery um where he does he's not using the cane like he was in the previous episode but now she has this new partner and they've had to have been partners for at least a little bit for her to be sounding the way she did in regards to how her partner is um they are going after this rapist which i'm like okay i mean obviously i know you need evidence
0: <laughs>
1: but i'm like dude I mean, come on now. You got scratch marks all over you and you got a um, bruises all over you. And, and then I'm like looking at the girlfriend like, what do you think he got those scratches from? I'm like, ma'am, come on now. Open up. I know we try to, we put on blinders sometimes when we're in love and all that stuff, but come on now. And then he's talking about uh, my dog. The dog you don't have. Like, can you come up with a better story than that? I mean, at least have a dog in order to say the dog did it. (sighs) So understandably, he's I would have been I would have been peaced out. (laughs) He's going to wait till all that then try to leave the country. I'm like, sir, your cover is blown. You are the Again, criminals think they're so smart. And then um, my other thing is what his lawyer says. Yeah, go ahead and do the DNA. Like, you're you guilty as hell, sir. Stop it. Anyway, that the storyline was just ridiculous to me because it was, like, so glaringly obvious this dude was guilty. I felt bad. I was, I felt bad for, but it's like, it's been 48 hours. So I'm like, that, that lady is gone. Uh, I felt bad for the daughter, but I didn't, I didn't have any hope for them finding that woman alive. I mean John is a better better person like I have back problems. I ended up um having to go to the emergency room because um i I let my back issues get to the point where I could barely move and that's no joke it is I mean it's not just painkillers it's like I don't know, they had to give me muscle relaxers. I didn't get painkillers um and that helped me out uh significantly. Um, But yeah, I would, I mean, for a few months, I would go um, whenever I would run, when I was in the military, whenever I would run, um, like every so often, my back would start, you know, acting up on me. And even in that, it's hard, but it would go away. It, It just, you know, mess with me for a little bit, then it'll go away. But Man, that's nothing to mess with. I, I, you know, I ended up mine wasn't mine was just more of a um, strained muscle than anything else. But John is. I mean, it, the things that can go on, the long term damage damage that can go on, not just with the addiction to pain pills, but the damage he's doing to his body by not addressing this issue and continuing to. Um, be full time, full duty while nursing that. I mean, he could do more damage in continuing that. So I'm glad his ex-wife said no. Um, Hopefully we can get to some resolution with that story because I think it's been going on a little long now. And, you know, and of course we got the, the code that, you know, you can't, you know, the, what's it called the blue code or the whatever, (laughs) with the police Uh, they just don't and and it is so similar and I think I said in my other feedback it's so so many similarities with the military it's just things that you suck up and you try to deal with and you don't say you suffer in silence kind of thing whether that's um with your physical health or your mental health people rather because your the mission has to get accomplished and you you're seen a certain way even though they tell you to get help or whatever sometimes they don't they, they don't look at you the same afterwards or they treat you differently during is it just me or every time i Nate and Sammy are in these gang infested neighborhoods talking to these different i'll be like something's going to happen to these dudes i mean it's just is that is such a dangerous especially in this episode when we saw them confronting what Luis Reyes I just knew something was gonna go down. it's like and they be telling their business while they're arresting uh, or patting down suspects oh you coming over to the house you got you know Pete I'm like why are you putting your business out there in the street while you're arresting or uh confiscating stuff from people it's like I just think that I think I said it in, with the daughter about, you know, the people that she's hang out with. I just feel like it's coming with Nate um, that's coming to a head in some way because it just seems weird that they just keep putting a face out there with these gangbangers. And it's just something I don't know. I just feel like something bad is going to happen. Um, of course, we didn't see Nate's daughter in this episode. So I don't know if that's a. A ongoing thing or not um, with her, or if she's finally calmed down and not hanging out with um, people she don't supposed to be hanging out with. We had the uh, shootout the, out in the streets, which uh, is crazy. Another reason why I can't be a cop, which is kind of funny when I tell you I was in the military, but it's, I don't know, just it's a different, it's, it's a different, There's differences and similarities with the worlds and then we get the end with uh tammy saying she's pregnant so lord help us with this relationship this toxic unhealthy relationship now they're gonna bring a baby into it yay how wonderful anyway that's all i have for now until next time it's love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy
0: that was queen shy with her thoughts on the episode she's like yay sarcastically <laughs> uh i do get what you mean about the consistency you know i'm not seeing this through the first time iceland so i am simply gonna take your word my my freaking did you like hear that you probably did in the recording freaking me popped oh woman here uh <laughs> You're talking about back pains. I just got some back pain medicine. It's just over the counter. It ain't that deep, but I'm thinking about, well, it depends. I don't know. I might get a muscle relaxer for my arm before I go on vacation because I don't like the twinge it starts to give me, but that's going to take a while before it gets back to any, at least I'm able to lift it up and down, even though sometimes it is a little slow. So I, I feel it too. That it doesn't always need to be narcotics. That's also the issue. Because that's the other part of it. Right? Is you fucking got these doctors pushing out. Because a lot of them are drug dealers. (laughs) It's just the facts. They are drug dealers. They will give you a narcotic before they'll give you something that's like. I don't know. Not a narcotic. Depending on the severity of the pain. Of course we don't know the exact injury that he has uh John at least I don't think we've been given been privy to that which to me also indicates you know he probably has to have surgery he should be having surgery and he's not so I'm not ever defending his actions but in a way for the people that are around him it's a little paralyzing because he made it clear in episode one. Like basically I would die before I go on a desk. So that that is something that they're also carrying with them, And it's not even just from someone that's your boy in blue. It's someone that you care about. Cheeky and him have a long history. They care about each other. John, this is someone he looks up to uh sees as a friend sees as a brother and he's 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 carrying that with him like i like (laughs) he's gonna be done and i don't want that on me so you're thinking okay what do i do about the situation but there's not much you could do except try to you know he always defends it cheeky always comes over well i saw john like you really need to stop either you're gonna do something about it or shut the fuck up because he's going to do something if he wants to do something about it and it's going to have to be him because he's his partner um and if she wanted to speak up and say something after learning her lesson then she should have already done so she doesn't need to jump on him to do so too even though i got what she was trying to say last episode like i'm just giving you the heads up you're absolutely right to give him said heads up but now it's the ball's in his court um i don't think that it's going to be wrapped up anytime soon because the first season or two seasons we've seen this hasn't been a prominent issue it's just now becoming a prominent issue even though we knew he had back problems but it was only until uh that one particular yeah there was something he was having an issue getting his medication but we didn't see it necessarily affect his performance in the field until rather recently so i think that until uh it really hasn't hit his stride to see it escalate before it crashes down and burns around him and i don't see that as happened yet and thus i don't think it'll be like a quick wrap-up like oh it's gonna take a while this is not just also someone who's not a veteran this is someone who has a lot of respect of the force and john's still a rookie so you have that part of it as well that authority um you know that still exists between the two so i could i could see the situation being frustrating because he's clearly putting himself in a lot of danger that's only going to hurt him more but I can also understand the people around him not quite knowing what to do about it as far as consistency I know I was just addressing that in the beginning of the podcast it does stay consistent from here so yay next (laughs) these next three seasons are all not uh going through any weird stages that aren't staged into the show if that makes sense from what i recall i would say it's about two to three weeks since the the finale i think that he should have at least been held yes the guy with all the scratches like couldn't you hold them but i suppose you needed to get the i don't know i don't know everything about the law but i feel like in other television shows they can hold you for 24 to 48 hours right to get evidence so why couldn't they have held him that is very much i think a a little flaw (laughs) i don't think the girlfriend is blind i think that she's abused and complacent because as i stated earlier he didn't just all of a sudden start abusing women it's usually ones that are with them and they think well he's with me they got their own insecurity issues and i get what you're saying about nate and sammy putting i mean i think like i was saying i think part of it that's what their job is um so they got to put their face out there but good point about their personal business because that i would not be discussing and i think lastly that his daughter had a reality check because she ain't never gonna get over the ptsd of having brain matter on her face (laughs) so that storyline seems to be wrapped up The next time I see her, I expect her to be in a uniform, (laughs) attending Bible study (laughs) with a Bible in her hand and some prayer beads around her neck. If you want to send feedback for our next episode of Southland, blackercouch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.